0: I want you to know that God has been putting it in my heart uh, lately to, to, to be in really deep prayer for our church. Now, of course, I'm always praying for our church, but there's something different about the atmosphere and about the direction that God is leading us lately. And it just seems like there's so much going on. So many good things and God seems to be blessing everything that we do. And I feel like God is pulling us into a new space and a new place. A a place where he is blessing us, that he's causing people uh, from our community to come in and be blessed and ministered to. And I I feel that change going on inside of me and inside of our our church and inside of our community. I feel us being pushed into new places and spaces. And that's why it's so important for us to connect with our purpose statement. We're here to find God, give hope, and, and do life together. And when we do that within our community, when we do that within our church, when we even do that in our family, we see God moving in incredibly powerful ways, ways that we really don't even understand yet, I think. I think the Holy Spirit is involved here. I think the Holy Spirit is doing something brand new. But if the Holy Spirit's doing something new in our hearts and our lives and causing growth spiritually and physically in our church, I I think that that can be scary sometimes. The truth is it's it's scary to change. It's scary to walk into new places and new spaces. I have a little uh, anxiety whenever it comes to speaking. I picked the wrong career. (laughs) I got to be honest with you, whenever I, uh, whenever I walk into a new place in a new space, I, I get a little bit uh, tenuous. I, I, I want to feel at home everywhere I am, and, but, uh, but my, uh, my calling has taken me into places and spaces that make me uncomfortable, uh, weakly filled with a little bit of, of uh, anxiety whenever it comes to, to speaking to such a beautiful church. I feel the burden of the calling. I feel the burden of of honoring the Lord with everything that I do. And to be honest with you, I don't feel like I'm qualified to do what I do. And I'm I'm gonna be real honest with you is I'm not qualified, right? None of us are really qualified to do anything that we do. We're all sinners and fallen short of God's glory. And it's his grace that has connected with us, engaged us, and caused us to to come alive in him. We're worthy because he's made us worthy. But when we deal with this, when we wrestle with it, walking in new places and seeing new things... It causes us to pull a little back and and wonder, am I going the right direction? Are we doing the right thing? Is this really for me? Is this really for our family? These are all the questions that come out. But I want to tell you Christ's legacy that, that when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, when he speaks to the innermost being of our heart, and you can hear him by a still, small voice, you can hear that whisper in your life, Telling you what direction to go and, 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 and how to feel and what to think, then the only reaction that we should have is obedience. Amen. To do it afraid, to walk the direction and, the, and take the steps that He's calling out to us so that we can not only be in obedience to Him, but we can be in His blessing we can be in his provision. Somebody say amen. 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 And so as we take these steps, are actually steps that we need to take. The first thing that we need to do is step out. We have to step out of sin. The next thing that we need to do is step up. We have to step up and engage our calling. And that allows us to step in into his presence and provision. I gotta be honest with you. I love... I love Legacy Life Groups. And tonight, by the way, is, is Legacy Life Groups. If you haven't had a chance to join one of our groups, you can go uh, and, and find out where our groups meet and what time they meet uh, all on our website. I want to encourage you. Legacy Life Groups could possibly be, I think it is, the best way to connect with the body of Christ at Christ's Legacy, uh, because that's where you can see everything happening all at once where you can find God, you can give hope to somebody else and you can do life together. And man, I'll tell you what, you are doing life together when you do legacy life groups. I mean, ain't nothing like doing life together like a Mexican potluck. And that's happening in my house tonight. And I've got the best cooks in the church. Uh, well, uh, let me say that. I think I just started a division right there. I'm sorry for that. I've got some of the best cooks in the church right there in my group, and I'm, I'm excited about Mexican potluck t- tonight. But as, as we have uh, people coming over to our house, uh, my wife and I, we, there's nothing like having guests come over that make you stop and look at your house with brand new eyes. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, you see things that you didn't see before, places that you need to clean, Things that you need to do. anybody anybody relate? And I got to be honest with you. Whenever whenever I clean, it, I mean, we've got four kids and two in diapers. We're not going after perfection here, okay? We're we're going after we're going after. Ah, that's not bad. <laughs> now now I will tell you that my, my wife she is uh, she is a neat freak. She's clean. She has to put up with me. I'm I'm a little bit messier. But but as we look at our house. We see the things that we need to do in order to not necessarily be perfect or try to put on a show for somebody but but welcoming and, and being hospitable to people so that whenever they come in they they feel comfortable like they 're part of the family and so you know we run the vacuum and we we dust and and uh, and you know we light the candle, and then right before whenever somebody uh, rings the doorbell, we spray glade, come on, come on somebody." <laughs> Let's keep it real. We spread a little country garden. No, I'm just joking. My wife hates country garden. Sorry. Anyway, I like it. Because we want people to feel welcome and at home in our house. And people come in and for about two hours, our house gets crazy. We got lots of kids and it's so much fun. But we do the work so that people can enjoy that, that, that time together. And I think that's really what what life is about when we talk about stepping out. God calls us to step out away from sin to create a, a clean environment for his Holy Spirit to connect with us. If we look at the time in our lives that we got saved, think about that. Think about that moment that you... Ask the Lord Jesus to come into your heart. You might have prayed a prayer at an altar or by your bedside. And you said, Come into my heart, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from everything that I've ever done wrong. Be the Lord and the master of my life. I love you and you prayed that prayer and you really meant it and, and so many people if I were to ask you how you felt whenever you prayed that prayer you, you stood up and you felt like the weight of the world was off of your shoulders you felt clean for the first time in your life you felt alive and brand new like you like you knew you just did the best thing that you ever could and if you haven't asked the Lord into your life and you really meant it you're missing that opportunity to feel like You've been made right with God. But we ask the Lord to come into our heart and we feel clean. But it's, it's still an ongoing battle, at least as it is in my life, a cross pull that although, well, let me just ask you this. How many of you got saved and when you got saved, you got perfect? Anybody? No? No? Yeah, you don't have a wife. <laughs> she would tell you. She would tell you. See, the truth is is that we feel this cross pull inside of our human nature that that constantly pulls us into an old way of thinking, an old way of doing habits, an old way of of living. And, And the Lord, by the power of his Holy Spirit, is pulling our new nature in a direction to live clean and honest and and holy lives. As a matter of fact, in Second Corinthians chapter six, verse starting in verse sixteen, we find out what this really looks like, and what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, "I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they will be my people." Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourself from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you, and I will will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. What a powerful promise that we have a connection and a relationship with God as we come out from this world and the things of this world as we step into new places and new spaces with God, we're ha- we have to come out of the old ones. And see, many people think that all they have to do is ask Jesus in their heart and their life, and, and then everything is right, and then you can go back and, and, and live the way that you wanted to live, the way that you have been living before, but now you're, you're approved. That's not really the way it works. That's, that's not what being a child of God is all about. He calls us out of those places and spaces. As a matter of fact, the name church, iglesia, comes from a Greek word, root, meaning the, the called out ones. We're the ones that are called out of our old lives called out of sin, called out of the old mentality, the old way of doing things, the old way that was nothing but rebellion against God, the old way that was focused on you and, and me, and the, the, the focus was not on who it should be, on, on the Lord. See, the church in Corinthians that Paul was writing to was stuck on this idea, this concept they were all brand new believers. Uh, they, they really didn't know how to operate their lives and they were being pulled in this way and that way by all sorts of messages that the world was giving them. Uh, it kind of looks like the world today, the world that we live in, that we're Christians, but we are always hearing these voices that are pulling us in different directions. And God is trying to speak through Paul, to pierce through all of that and say, come out of that. Come out of those old habits. Come out of the things that you've been looking at online. Come out of the parties that you've been going to. Come out of the, 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 the way that you've been treating your family. Come out of that old mentality and come into who I am into a new place, in new space. What we're really talking about is a word called holiness. The word holiness means to be set apart for sacred use for God. To be set apart for God. The word holiness even means wholeness or lacking nothing. When God comes into our hearts and our lives and finds his way to us and we find our way to him, the Bible tells us that he comes and, and completes who we are. In other words, we're dead in him, or we're dead in ourself. And we come, when he comes in, he adds life to us. It's, it's a process of, of every day coming to him and, and him seeing where we lack and adding to us So that we can be completed. That process is called sanctification. And if we don't, if we don't open our hearts and our lives and begin to live holy as individuals, moving away from that old stuff and into, into what He has for us, then we won't be able to experience the blessing of God because we're not living with Him. As a matter of fact, holiness requires two movements. The first is to run away from evil. Running away from evil is so important. I, in the Old Testament, God called the Israelites to 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 avoid being with uh, mixing in with other nations. Why is that? Because God understood that as they would come into other nations and intermarry and mix up that, those old, uh, that, that the people would, would cause them to be tempted to, to, to take on their characteristics, to take on their faith, to take on their idols, to take on their lifestyle. It would corrupt the faith that they had in God. As a matter of fact, we actually see the Israelites time and time again fail to stay separated, to stay holy And in those moments, we see that other nations came in and and took over and enslaved them, the Babylonians and the Assyrians. And they worked so hard and and they were so beaten down and it took them so long to separate out again. Christ's legacy, you and I are, are no different. God calls us to to separate ourselves from the things of this world, that we're to be in the world, but not of the world like in John chapter 17. We're supposed to to live our lives different than the world around us, so much so that people look at us and say, man, you're different. Now, they've been saying that to me for a long time. But I'm not just talking about being weird. I'm talking about actually living your life Differently, like, like the people all around you. So differently, so distinctly that people know that there's a difference, there's a change in you. And God, makes, God allows the Holy Spirit to make that attractional in our lives, in our hearts, so that as people see the way that we live, the Holy Spirit draws them into that. Yeah. We're to run away from evil. We're to avoid those things that would cause us to change our relationship. Those things that would that would uh, that would make us susceptible to sin. We teach our kids to do that. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Right? Oh, be careful, little hands, what you do. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. As important as that is for children it's even more important for you and I, for us to actually live what we talk about and what we believe. But avoiding running away from evil is not the only thing that we should be doing. When we step out, we're called to step out into what is good, right? Not just to run from evil, but to run to something else. How many of you know that that? That both are equally important because if you're just running from something bad, you can run to something else that's bad. But if you run to something, that's different. It's so different. God is calling us to run to what is good. Philippians chapter four, verse eight. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about Things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Did you know that you're responsible for what you think? That you can control and hold captive every thought that you have according to Christ and his authority. And the things that are right and good, you can allow your mind to think about. And the things that are not good, the things that are not holy, you you turn away and avoid and you run from it. And it takes a lot of work and it's very hard to stay focused on the right things. But I want you to know that there are some people even in this room this morning that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you now and you feel challenged because you know that you haven't been living the holiness lifestyle. You know that you haven't been living the way that God is calling you to live. And he's calling you to step out of where you are and run to him. To run away from those things that have entangled you into this world and to run forward into the things that are good for you. But we're not just called to step out, we're also called to step up. Stepping up, means that we are engaged in the ministry that God has has given us. Uh, I, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, step up right now. You see, when we step up, we find out that... There are ministries that are available to us to do and that God is calling us. There's this passage of scripture in Ephesians starting in chapter four and verse one that is so incredibly important and it gives us such a clear understanding of a calling that God has for every person. This is Paul speaking. He says, and now dear brother, uh, excuse me, and therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you. To lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. You see, God has created you with a divine purpose and a plan. He's caused you to, to, to have this, this thing in your life that is so important and so weighty and is designed specifically for you, like only you can do and accomplish. It's yours and yours alone. But what is it? And how do you engage with that? There's people all over this place and even all throughout the the church at large that struggle with what your calling is. If you're like me, you asking yourself, what is my calling? What am I good at? What should I be doing with the rest of my life? Or or what should I be doing at least right now? If you're like me, that that question has locked you up a time or two that caused you to wonder should I be here, there? I don't want to get out of God's will, so I'm just going to stay still and not do anything until I know for sure. And I want you to know that that's not what God is calling us to do at all. See, God is calling us to step up, to step up and engage in the ministries that are all around us. Paul was, Paul was in a, one of the one of the most important figures in writing the New Testament, because he wrote a majority of the New Testament, he was so uh, instrumental because of his background and his teaching or, and his uh, his knowledge. He was so connected with God, but yet he lived such a difficult life. He was imprisoned and shipwrecked and beaten and stoned. He had a tough life, and we see that through all Scripture. But Paul stepped up to serve God. And I wonder sometimes, I wonder sometimes in our lives, if we are are so worried about what God is calling us to do, and we're so worried about what we should be doing that we don't actually step up and engage in what God's called us to do. As a matter of fact, I think that what is God calling you to do is the wrong question Overall, I believe that, that, uh, that we should embrace the idea that, that our calling is not who uh, we are, uh, excuse me, not what we are, but who we are. You see, Paul tells us that we are called to Christ, that we are his. And so whatever we do, We do it unto him. There are so many people that wonder what your calling is, but I want to tell you something, that when I walk through the parking lot and I see a piece of trash, I'm called to pick up the trash and throw it away. I don't think that you, anybody, should be more important and too big to pick up trash. When one of my favorite things to do at Christ's Legacy is to be a greeter. Whenever I see somebody, I'm called to greet and I put my hand out and I smile and I shake hands and I say thank you for coming because I want everybody at Christ Legacy to feel welcome and at home. When, when Miss Lori begins to call many of you to, to engage in being greeters or, or, or connection workers or whatever it is, I want you to step up and say yes with a big old smile and not say, what do you want me to do? Because it's not important what the job is. The important thing is that God has called you, and Lori, to serve at Christ's legacy. And I think that working and serving at a church is one of the best ways to, uh, to experience uh, God's calling in your life and to do it with friends and family members. Many of you would say, what, what should I do? I think you should serve. Well, where should I serve? wherever you can find a place. That's exactly what I think. As a matter of fact, we have many places at Christ's Legacy for you to serve. Some of you uh, serve on Sundays in, in our uh, our uh, Legacy Kids Church. Some of you serve on Wednesday nights working with our kids or, or teaching a class or in the Connection Center or on the safety team, Royal Rangers and Girls Ministries. Some of you uh, uh, help set up or break down. Some of you uh, come and and... and, and offer support and encouragement. Other people, man, you do donuts. I appreciate you, Jared and Rebecca. Man, more than you know, this whole church loves (laughs) y'all. The truth is, is that if if you got a smile, if you got love in your heart, then you can serve no matter where you go. We even have this new ministry called Whiz Kids where you can starting in September where you can come in and you can, uh, you can sit down one-on-one with a child and, and teach them how to read and, and mentor them and, and even witness to them. We have this opportunity coming up on Mondays uh, uh, from three to five, starting in September. It's a wonderful ministry. If you can read and you can love a little kid, then you can minister. We've still got spaces to do that. See, Paul is begging the church. He literally says, I beg you to step up and be used of God. Live your life worthy of the calling. Separate yourself out from that old life and engage in ministry and service. Wherever you go, well, what am I supposed to do? Whatever it is that's around you. Whatever it is, we need to serve just as much as people need us to serve them. We need that opportunity. And I want to encourage you. This may sound like a non-traditional way to respond to this point in the message, But we have a place on our website called That's Me. It's located at the top of our menu. Just simply go into That's Me. And if you want to serve at Christ's Legacy in any kind of capacity, any ministry, maybe you're not uh, not doing anything right now, or maybe you're doing something and you want to do something else. Click on that's me and then, and then go and click on I'm interested in ministries and let us know what you're thinking and we're gonna get right with you so that we can make sure that you're plugged in and able to use your gifts and your skills and your smile and your love for others to minister to our church and this entire community. But it's not just that we are to step out. That's not just that we are to step up but God is calling us to step in. You see, stepping out is stepping out of sin. Stepping up is stepping up and engaging in ministry. But when we begin to do that, we step in to his presence and to his power. Over the last few weeks, we've had a heat wave all through Oklahoma. I mean, it's been, it's been hot. Uh, anybody like the heat? Yeah. There's place at the altar for you. And if we're going to be real honest, I used to like the heat. I, I usually like whatever I'm not in. So I like the cold. And whenever it gets too cold, I, I like the hot. But right now, whenever the hot is too hot for me, Claudia and I, we, we like to walk into stores and shop and one of my favorite things is to be so hot and walk into like one of those breezeways in the store and and they got a fan that kicks on and it blasts you with a the air conditioner that's set to stun right you walk in you feel all fresh you feel all new you go from way too hot to perfect it feels so good Matter of fact, Claudia and I even pick out our restaurants, not based on the food, but based on how good the air conditioners work. And can I get an amen, anybody? <laughs> yeah, we walk into a restaurant, it's too hot. We look at each other, we nod at each other and we walk out. I want our church to feel that kind of refreshment. That as people walk in from this world, they walk in and they feel a blast of the Holy Spirit that brings refreshing anointed work in their lives and in their hearts. I wanna walk into a worship service that is so excited about worshiping God and loving him. I I wanna meet people that are smiling, that are so happy to be here and happy to be serving God. I want us to connect with each other in new and wonderful ways so that as we live life together, not just individually, but together, we step into his presence and his spirit. This morning, no matter who you are or where you're from, God has not only called you to step out and to step up, but to step into his presence and his power. After all, that's that's where we're created to be. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse 18. God gives us this incredible promise. And I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. My son, he's, uh, he's learning how to walk. Little one-year-old Roman. He'll hold on to the coffee table, he'll turn around, and he'll stand there without touching anything. And he wants me to see him because this is his brand new trick. And he, I walk by and he puts his arms out as if he wants me to reach down and hold him. But I put my arms out just enough in front of him where he has to take a step. And he's getting to the point where he'll he begins to take that step. And I'm not going to let him fall. I reach out and I grab a hold of him, and I hold on to him, and I, and I, and I tell him how good he's doing. See, God is calling us as a as a church to take new steps, to step out, and our legs are kind of shaky and we're kind of timid, but we know that if we walk towards Him, and if we're obedient and going where He's calling us to go, if we turn away from the evil, turn away from those things that that entangle us in that old lifestyle, we step up and engage in ministry as a church, and we're going to walk right into His presence, and He won't let you down. He'll pull you into Him, You'll have a new relationship, a deeper one than you've ever had. And we'll be able to not only fellowship with him and love him, but love each other in a brand new way. Would you stand with me all over this place this morning? We're called to step out. We're called to step up. and We're called to step in. To some of us, these are new steps. Perhaps, to some in here, you've never taken the first step. Heavenly Father, I love you and I thank you, Lord, for allowing your Holy Spirit to move in this place in such a a wonderful way that would call people back to you. Lord, I pray, God, that you would draw our hearts to you, Lord, and away from that old mentality, that old sinful life. Lord, make us new. now just for just a moment, look look right here. I, I'm trying to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and, and this is the way that I feel like we should end this service. Because I think and I believe and I know that God is doing something new at Christ's legacy. I wanna invite you, if you're currently serving in any way at Christ's legacy, or you know that God is calling you to serve in some way, shape, or form, would you take a step out and come and be down in the altars because we're going to say a a special prayer for you right now. Would you just step out from wherever you are? If you volunteer, you serve, and you do anything at Christ's legacy, would you come and step out? This community, they don't even know how bad they need you. They don't know the impact that you're about to make. And church, even if there's not one thing you do yet, this community needs you. They need you to love and give and serve wherever you are. Right now, I want you just to put your hand on somebody's shoulder that's standing next to you. And if if you need to step out of sin, if you need to run away from the things that you've been doing and run to what is good, now's the time to pray and ask the Lord to forgive you and, and help you make that journey. If you need to pray to step up, to serve, ask the Lord to lay that place of service on your heart and your life. And as we do this as a family, he will call us to step in to his presence. Oh Jesus, I thank you and I praise you, God. I thank you, God, for all that you're doing at Christ's Legacy. I thank you, God, for this new place and this new time and this new way, Lord, uh, of, of, of walking and stepping into new places and new spaces. Oh, Father, I pray, God, that there are those that in this place, Lord, that are right now turning away, Lord, in their hearts and in their minds of the things that they used to do, Lord, and turning towards you and running towards you what is good and right father I pray God for those people God that are responding to your Holy Spirit pulling their heart into a new place and a new space of service Lord that they would volunteer Lord that they would open up their heart and their life and their mind to the idea the possibility Lord of of serving in a brand new way And Lord, I pray, God, that as we do this as a church, Lord, that you would cause us to step in. Lord, step into your presence. Step in, Lord, to your anointing. Step into your power. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory because what we want to do, Lord, is be a place where people find you. Lord, a place where we can give hope the hope that you've given to us and a place, Lord, where we do life together. Now, Lord, I pray, God, that you would help us, Lord, to walk out of this place feeling refreshed and ready to love and to serve. We give you all the praise and glory, for it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. God bless you as you go out to your community and you serve.